What is going on? Thank you so much for joining the J Makopa podcast. This is the fuel to your faith and the death to your doubts. I hope you enjoy this message. Let's get into it. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me once again at the J Makopa podcast. If it is your first time listening, here is an extra immersive. Thank you for being here. But if you always listen, you're with me every week. Here is your extra immersive. But also, I just need you know what I do every week. I give extra immersive to the people who shout out the podcast that I saw on social media. And if it is your first time you shout out the podcast, I give you a special extra immersive. So this week, I saw Ipi Leng on Twitter. Here is your extra immersive. Samuke Lisi Wekele. Here is your extra immersive. Buche Ben Tombi Simba. Here is your extra immersive. And Lerato Ishmael Polo. Here is your extra immersive thank you so much for shouting out the podcast guys i really appreciate it you guys are definitely one of the reasons the podcast is growing and i am so grateful to all of you um but also guys we are celebrating today why because it is national women's day and if you are a lady if you are a young woman i want to say have a great day god bless you do something to spoil yourself you know go out there buy yourself spark you know go out there buy yourself a chocolate but one thing i ask you to not do on women's day do not buy maguinha we we no no we're not doing that we're not doing that So happy um, National Women's Day. Uh, Today is Sunday and Monday. I think it's a public holiday. So do something nice for yourself, ladies. Sometimes don't wait for someone to do something for you. Do it yourself. So um, I hope all of you are good. We're going to get into the message today and I'm super excited about it. The, The title of the message, the title of this podcast episode is called Following the Wrong Calling. Following the wrong calling. The truth is, there's so many people who are saying, Hey, I don't know what's the calling over my life. I'm not sure what God wants me to do with my life. The truth, the reason why people are saying that is because there are so many directions a person can go. And you can go on the wrong calling. You can follow the wrong steps. And we're going to figure out that today in this episode. Are you excited? I am. Let's get into it. Let's pray. God, I come before you. I thank you so much uh, for your love. I thank you so much for everyone listening, God. I pray, God, you move through this podcast. I pray people will be excited, motivated, but also challenged, my God, to follow the right calling. Open our eyes if we are following the wrong calling today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we all say amen. Amen. So, like I said before, a lot of people are saying, what is my calling? People come to me, Pastor Jay, I'm trying to figure out what the calling is over my life. I'm trying to figure out where I should be going. I don't know what talents I should be using. What should I do? What is the calling over my life? Hey, sometimes you may not know exactly where to go because I'm speaking to you over a screen and I don't know what your life looks like. I don't know what your your, your direction and your steps exactly could be if I was talk, talking to you face to face but a good place somewhere sometimes to start is sometimes you don't know where you should go but sometimes you need to start with where you shouldn't go can someone say amen sometimes in the journey of figuring out where you must go first you must figure out where you shouldn't go and that's the mistake with many people a lot of people don't know where they should not go i want us to go to um the book of ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 to 6 
Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 to 6 it says as a prisoner for the Lord then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received so I want you to know right now there is a calling over your life live now now the word says live a life worthy of the calling over your life let's keep going how do you live worthy of the calling over your life be completely humble be gentle be patient be bearing with one another in love make every effort to keep unity of the spirit through the bond of peace there is one body one spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called when you were called again there's a calling over your life it says there's one lord one faith one one baptism one god and the father of all who is over all through all and in all and then now the next verse okay now the bible speaks about the calling this is how it starts in the book of ephesians it speaks about a calling from god now verse 7 it says but to each of us, grace has been given as Christ has apportioned to it. Apportioned it. Now it says now there's a calling over each one of our lives. But there is grace that God has given different types of graces, different types of abilities, different types of talents that are over different people's lives as Jesus has apportioned it. And that's why our callings are different. That's why our talents, that's why our the things that we are good at are different. And then now it goes into verse 8. Verse 8 says, this is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. He gave gifts to his people. So now let me break that down for you way above with God there is a calling over your life and then God gives you grace grace over your life the Bible says that there is a grace in verse 7 but to each of us grace has been given as Christ is apportioned to it so there's a calling from God and there is a grace that is given over your life and then the Bible says um, that he gave us many gifts so on the top is, is a calling from God over your life there is grace and now the gifts in your life are because of the grace over your life listen to that the gifts in your life the gifts you see that you are good at the things you are good at whether it is musically creatively whether it is in academics whether it's in finance whatever thing you are good at it is because of the grace over your life now i want to make something clear to you when we say there is a calling over your life when i tell you and I, you hear it many times in my podcast that there is a calling over your life that calling is not so much a calling to you but it is a calling to the grace of God over your life it is not so much about you it is not so much about your talents it is not so much about your thoughts I mean it's not so much about what I'm trying to say it's not so much about you but it's about the grace over your life so when God calls you he is calling out the grace over your life and then along with that come the talents in your life can somebody say amen amen but now with all of that, there is a calling over your life. There's a calling from God. There is a grace over your life and there are talents in your life. Now, because you have these things going on, there's also in this world different callings. It's not only God who is calling your name. It is not only God who wants to use you. And, and sometimes because there are so many voices coming your way, it can be confusing for you to say what actually is the way you should be going. What actually is the way you should be pursuing, right? Now, we're going to go into God's word and we're going to see a time, uh, an example in someone's life. A man, came, a man named Balaam who had different callings coming over his life and he got caught up in the wrong calling. 
He got caught up in the wrong calling and that is a danger for you too. You, you can be uh, so caught up in your, in your grace. You can be so, so caught up in the grace that God has given you. So caught up in the talent God has given you. So caught up in the fact that people can see the grace over your life that what happens, you begin to follow the wrong calling. Let's get into this. In Numbers chapter 22 verse 1 to 6, it says, Then the Israelites traveled to the plains of Moab. That's in Numbers 22 verse 1 to 6. Then the Israelites traveled to the plains of Moab and camped along the Jordan across the Jericho. Now Balak son of Zippor saw all, the Israelites, saw all that the Israelites had done to the Amorites, and Moab was terrified because there were so many people. Indeed, Moab was filled with dread because of the Israelites. The Moabites said to the elders of Midian, this horde is going to lick up everything around us as an ox licks up the grass on the field. So they were saying, the Israelites are coming. Those guys just destroyed their enemies. They're going to kill us too. They're about to eat us alive. And it said, so Balak, son of Zippor, who was the king, so King Balak, who was the king at that time, sent messengers to summon Balaam, son of Beor, who was in Pethor near the Euphrates River in his native land. Balak said, King Balak, the king of the kingdom of this world. Um, he says, a people has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the land and they settle next to me. Now come and put a curse on these people because they are too powerful for me. Perhaps I'll be able to defeat them and, and drive them out of the land. For I know whoever you bless is blessed and whoever you curse is cursed. Now check this out. There is King Balak who is the king who a king of this world. King Balak is a king of this world. Now the Israelites had a king. Now their, their king is God. The king of the Israelites is God. Now, King Balak is a king in this world. Now, you must know that there is uh, a kingdom of this world. We are in this world, but we have another king. But is, as we are in this world, we are still carrying the grace of God. As you are in this world, you are still carrying the gifts over your life. Now, I want to say one thing to you. You see, King Balak was not a part of the kingdom of God. King Balak was not a servant of God. King Balak did not even follow the ways of God. But guess what? He still saw the grace over the life of Balaam. Come on. He still saw the grace over the, the, over the life of Balaam. Now, check this out. I want you to write this. This is point number one. Because you are covered, you will be discovered. I want to say that one more time. We are talking about there's a calling over life, but there is a grace over your life. There is a calling from God, but there is a grace over your life. Now, because of the grace, because of God's grace over your life, check this out. Because you are covered by the grace of God, you will be discovered. King Balak knew the grace. King Balak had heard of the gifts over Balaam's life. And because he was covered by grace, he was discovered. There's a, a old hymn that says, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. But now I am found. The grace over your life is the reason you are found. The grace over your life is the reason that you are forgiven. The grace over your life 
life is the reason why you are no longer an enemy of God, but you are now a friend of God. The grace over your life, this amazing grace, is the reason why once you were lost, but now you are found. Now, I want to break down something to you. I want to go a little bit deeper. In a hip-hop, there's this thing called a cosine. It means when a superstar discovers or finds an unknown artist, what happens? Because you got a cosine, because a superstar says you have talent, guess what happens? Other people find the talent. Because a superstar has found someone who was unknown, someone who was unnoticed, guess what? Because that the superstar says that this person has talent, this person has my cosine, I am letting everyone know about this talent, everyone else gets to know about this talent. Now, how much more about the God who created the stars? <laughs> how much more about the God who created the heavens and the earth? How much more about the God who is the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end? When he has found you, how much more will other people found, find you? Because you are covered by God's grace, you will be discovered. King Balak, King Balak was in another town. He was in another nation. But because the grace of God was over Balaam, Balaam was discovered. I want you to know that the grace of God is going to make sure that you will be discovered. You're going to get the attention of other people. In, in Numbers chapter 22 verse 5, it says this, uh, King Balak summoned Balaam, son of Beor, who was in Pethor near the Euphrates River in his native land. Balak said, a people has come out of Egypt to and they cover the face of the land and they have settled next to me. So the Bible says that King Balak saw the grace. He saw the grace over Balaam's life. He saw the gift over Balaam's life and he came to Balaam. You see, where was Balaam in this time? Balaam was in his native land. The Bible says he was in his native land. Balaam was not looking for a calling. Balaam was faithful where he was. Listen. Some people are worried about their calling. You, if you, you can't be worried about your calling. Your calling is not something that you go out and chase. Your calling is not something you go out and look for. You must be focused on what is in your hands and you must focus on being two things. Check this out. You must be focused on being faithful and being fruitful. What is faithfulness? Faithfulness is you are still doing the last thing God told you to do. You are still doing the last thing that God told you to do. If you've stopped doing the last thing God told you to do, you are not faithful. But don't just be doing what God told you to do, but you must be fruitful in it. It means if God has put something in your hands, it has to be getting better. It has to be moving forward. That means you are both faithful and fruitful. Balaam was faithful and fruitful. And guess what happened? Because he was faithful and fruitful, the calling came to him. When you say you are called, it means you have received a call. A call came to you. You didn't go out and chase a call. If you are going out and chasing a calling, it means that you will soon be falling. Hey. If you are going out and you are chasing a calling, you will be falling for the wrong call. 
You will be falling for the wrong call because many times when people are going out, if you are going out and you're trying to chase a calling, something that you think is your calling and you're trying to chase something and say, this is my calling, I'm chasing my calling, I'm chasing my calling. Many times you are chasing an idea of how you want God to use you. Instead, what you should be doing is saying, God, actually, what have you placed in my hand? I'm going to be faithful with that and I'm going to be fruitful with that. Can somebody say amen? A calling comes to you you do not go out and chase a calling now let me spill some tea let me let me spill some tea okay let me spill some tea this is just cover the mug cover the mug cover the mug there just mm. for those listening on apple podcast i'm just i'm just sipping some tea i'm, I'm spilling the tea are you guys ready for some if, if you're drinking tea you're with me right now you need to be listening to this podcast and drinking tea let me let me spill some tea let me mm. So guys, there was once a, once a time when I had two friends, there was a, a guy and a girl. Now the guy began to have feelings for my friend. We were all friends, right? So my guy friend began to uh, have feelings for the, the girl, but she didn't like him. They were just friends. They were just friends. And, 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 you know, she would tell me, I don't understand why he's falling for me. I don't understand why, you know, he's sending me. You know, she said one thing to me. She said, do you know what's the most irritating thing? I said, what's the most irritating thing? I said, what's the most, she said, the most irritating thing is getting a good morning SMS from the wrong person. She says that it's from the wrong, you want a good morning text. You want a good morning SMS. You want a good morning message, extra mercy. But when it comes from the wrong person, it's the most, it messes your whole day up. Your whole day is your whole day is messed up. It's it's dust. It's like someone has thrown dust on your bed. But but she was saying that he was sending him messages, and I went to my friend, and and she was like, I don't understand why all of a sudden, all of a sudden he's falling for me. So I went to my other friend, and I was like, my man, like what's going on? We were all friends. We were all friends. Now what's going on? Why do you like her? And she began to say, Ah, she's intelligent. You know, she she she, she's so smart. You know, she has vision. She has focus. And and then he said, and then we we were in um. We're having this conversation in, in, in McDonald's and there were a lot of people around us. And then he says, Ish, and one more thing. I said, what? He says, come closer. I don't, I don't want to say loud. I said, okay. So I got closer to my friend. He says, one more thing. One, th- one more thing about her. I said, what about her? He says, she's gifted. <laughs> she's gifted. I said, what do, what do you mean she's gifted? He says, you know what I mean? I say, she, she's, 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 she's gifted. She's <laughs> Sips tea. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm saying this because, guys, I want you to know there is a grace over your life. And because of the grace over your life, there are gifts over your life. And because you have the cosign of heaven, the gifts over your life are not only going to get the attention of heaven, they're also going to get the attention of the world. Just like my friend, she was gifted. And because she was gifted, she also got the wrong attention. You must be aware because of the grace over your life, it is not only the kingdom of God 
that is going to be chasing after you. It's not only the kingdom of God that is going to want to get your attention, but it is also the kingdom of this world. This world is, wanna, is going to want to get your attention. This world is going to want to get a hold of your gifts and over your talents. But you need to understand that the gifts of your, of, that has been given to you, the grace over your life belongs to God. Can someone say amen? And now, now check this out. What was happening with Balaam? Balaam had grace over his life. Now, now the world had noticed the grace over his life. In Numbers 22 verse 6, it says, Now King Balak, the world reached out to Balaam. The world, the leaders of the world reached out to Balaam and said, Now come and curse these people. You see, what um, the world will want to do is the world would want to take God's grace over your life and misplace it. The world would want to misplace the grace over your life. The world wants to misplace the grace over your life. Now, what does misplaced grace look like? Misplaced grace looks like this. You know how there are some people who are called gossips. A gossip is someone who is able to take a message and make sure that the message spreads. I want you to know that that is grace over someone's life. That's God's grace over the person's life. That you can take a message and make sure other people hear it. That is grace. But it is a misplaced grace. Someone who is known as a gossip has a grace over their life, but it's misplaced. You look at criminals who had an idea. They have ideas of how to make a way where there seems to be no way. That is a grace over their life, but it is a misplaced grace. What about liars? Liars have an imagination, but they are using the grace over their life in a misplaced way. You see, there was a grace over Balaam's life and the world wanted to misplace it. The world said, King Balak said, let's use the grace over your life to curse people. Hey, there are gifts over your life. There is grace over your life and the world is going to call you closer and say, let's use what God has given you to bring destruction. Let's use what God has given you to break people down. Let's use what God has given you to bring curses instead of blessings. You must be aware that the world will notice the good over your life. The world is going to notice God's grace over your life but the world is going to want to misplace the grace that God has given you. The world is going to try to misplace the world, the, the, the gifts that God has given you and you need to be aware of that. Don't let the grace over your life get misplaced. Can someone say amen? Number one, I told you because of the grace, because you were covered, you will be discovered. Hey, because you have the cosign of heaven, because you have the cosign of God, people are going to see you but don't let the world misplace your grace you see Balaam was in a, a place where he was getting a calling you see I told you that the calling is not something you chase when you are faithful and when you are fruitful a calling is going to come over your life but it's not only the calling of God also the world is going to call the world is going to call the world is going to say hey let's use your gifts let's use your talents let's use your ideas hey don't let the grace over your life get misplaced. God wants to use the grace to bring glory to his name. The grace over your life is meant to bring fame to God's name, not fame to your own name. The grace over your life is meant to bring healing. The grace over your life is meant to bring restoration. The grace over your life is meant to bring transformation. Come on, get excited. The grace over your life is meant to bring broken hearts and mend them again. The grace over your life is meant to bring light in dark situations. It's not supposed to be misplaced and be used for the wrong purposes. Can somebody say amen? Now I want to speak about something called a holy opposition. Hey, 
a holy opposition. Let's keep reading now. King Balak sends messengers to Balaam. Balaam has grace over his life. Balaam has gifts from God over his life. Now what happens is is uh, the people keep pressing on Balaam. And what God then does in Numbers 22, verse 20 to 22. Numbers 22, verse 20 to 22, it says, That night God came to Balaam and said, Since these men have come and summoned you, go with them. But do only what I tell you. He said, you see, God says, God is okay with you using his grace in the world. But God is not okay with you using his grace for the world. God says it's cool if you use his grace in the world, but don't use his grace for the world. Then it says this, that night, it says the men came to Balaam and that night, God comes and says, since these men have summoned you, since the world has called you, since the world sees the grace over your life, since the world sees the, the gifts over your life, it says go with them, but do what I tell you to do. It says, then Balaam got up in the morning and saddled his donkey and went with the Moabite officials. You see, what Balaam does is straight after in the morning, he goes, he gets his donkey and he follows them. God said, you can go with them, but do only what I told you to do. Do you know what Balaam does? Balaam only does half. He obeys half of the commandment. The commandment was, go with them, but do only what I told you to do. Balaam just hears, go. Balaam only does what he wants to do. Remember last week, the last uh, podcast I preached about being a Rocco Papa? He was a Rocco Papa. He only chose the part of God's commandment that he wanted. So he goes, but he doesn't do what God told him to do. He doesn't consult with God anymore. Balaam wakes up in the morning, gets on his donkey, saddles, and he goes with the Moabite officials. But then the Bible says, but God was very angry when he went and says, and the angel of the Lord stood in the road to oppose him. Balaam was riding his donkey with his two servants and his two servants were with him the bible says god told him gave him a commandment he says if you're going to take the grace of god and you're going to go into the world you can go into the world with god's grace but you must obey you must only do what god tells you to do then the Bible says God was angry because of Balaam's disobedience. This is, let me make it clear for you. We are speaking about disobedience. If you half obey the word of God, you will be, you are walking in disobedience. If you half obey what God is telling you to do, you are walking in disobedience. Now in Romans chapter 8 verse 31, it says, What then shall we say in response to all these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Like I said, I'm speaking about a holy opposition you see some people some people don't realize and you must realize this that it is a dangerous thing when you are taking God's grace into the world you don't just take God's grace into the world and do the things you want to do you don't just take God's gifts that he's given you into the world and you do what you want to do you must only do what God tells you to do because God is fine, like I said before, with you taking his grace, it's not your grace, taking the gifts he gave you, they're not your gifts, the gifts he gave you and taking them into the world, but he's not okay with you just using them however you want to use them. God is not okay with you just using his grace however you want to use them. And the Bible says God got angry and he stood and opposed Balaam on the road he was going on. You need to realize, and some of you don't realize this, that you can have an holy opposition against your life 
The Bible moves on. The story goes on. For the sake of time, I'm just going to tell you that the Bible says he got on his donkey. Then he was going on a road and there was a narrow part of the road he was going on. There was a, a narrow road. And what happens is the angel of the Lord stood against Balaam opposed Balaam. There was a holy opposition against Balaam. There was a holy opposition from God that came against someone who had grace. God can stand against you. I want your eyes to open today because in this story, Balaam was riding his donkey and he was trying to go on a road and the donkey could see that there is an angel against us. The donkey could see that God is not with us. The donkey could see that God is against this road we are going on. But Balaam could not see because Balaam was blinded by following the wrong calling. Balaam was blinded by following the wrong calling and I want you to know that you can be blinded by following the wrong calling. If you are so caught up with using your gifts how you want to use them using God's grace over your life how you want to use it, you can find yourself blinded and not realizing that God is against your steps. Hey, so many Christians and you can find yourself in a place where you are saying God why am I not getting breakthrough God, why are not are things not changing? God, why is there not progress in your life? God, why is there no uh, uh, moving forward in your life? And you're not realizing that there is a holy opposition that is against you. God is opposed. God is against the road that you are going on. Why? Because you are trying to use his grace and place it and use it in ways he said you mustn't use it. God, you are, you are half obeying the word of God. You are only obeying the the things that you that you think are nice but God said a message to Balaam and he said you can go but only do what I said you must do but Balaam only obeyed half the message and he went and he decided how he's gonna go he didn't stop and consult you see what you need to do if you're taking God's gifts that he's given you, you're taking the grace that God has given you, it is a very dangerous thing you can find that God will oppose you and you will be praying and saying God God, and you'll be even saying, hey, there are demons, hey, there are principalities, hey, there are enemies against me. And you're saying, God, move the mountains. You're not aware that it is God who's against you. You're unaware that it is the, the master, the king who is against you and he's standing. And what Balaam does is when he's on the donkey, he begins to hit the donkey and hit the donkey. And the thing that was carrying him begins to drop and he no longer moves. You'll find if you are misusing God's grace over your life, the things that used to carry you are going to drop. The things that used to carry you and used to move you forward are now going to stop. It'll seem like you were in a dry season. It'll seem like things are no, not working anymore. Why is that? Because you are misusing the grace that God has given you. It is not the enemy who's against you. There is a holy opposition against you because you're walking in disobedience. There is a holy opposition that is against you because you are no longer, uh, you are no longer consulting with God. You're no longer checking with God. Is this right? Is this wrong? You're no longer praying before you make decisions. You're no longer coming before godly counsel, coming before whether it's your pastor, coming before people who are believers and saying, hey, what do you think God is saying? You're no longer listening to what God is saying. You have decided 
decided the road you want to go because all you heard is God says go, but you're no longer checking with God. Now you found a holy opposition against you. Hey, I feel this very strong on me that there are some people that you're seeing a lot of frustration in your life. You're seeing a lot of frustration and sometimes it's because you are not walking as God has called you to walk. You are following the wrong calling. Because you are following the wrong calling, you're seeing frustrations. Because you are following the wrong calling, you have listened to the, wor- the words of the world. You are excited about where the world is calling you. You are excited to be among the leaders in this world. You are excited to be among the, the well-known people in this world. You are excited. You want to have a reputation. You are excited about having uh, being friends with this world, about hey, what this world has to offer. You are excited about those things, and you are even taking the things of God and you are using them in the world you're no longer using them for God's glory you are no lo- and you are seeing frustration there's a holy opposition that can come against you even if you have grace over your life even if you have talents over your life even if there is a calling over your life there can be a holy opposition and if the bible says as i said in romans 8 verse 31 if god is for us you know there's a song that says if god is fighting for us push it back the darkness you know what i'm saying god is fighting for us if god is with us who can be against us if god is with us but i want you to know if god is against you if God is against you, who can stand with you? If God is against you, who can stand? If God is opposing your steps, who can stand? If you are trying to walk in disobedience, you cannot stand. The plans will not work. The calling will not come together. The purposes, the effectiveness of your life will not work. But you see, in the midst of this, and this is where I want to bring this message, is God is a God of a second chance. God is a God of a second chance. In Numbers chapter 22, verse 34 to 35, Balaam said to the Lord, he says, I have sinned. I did not realize that you were standing in the road to oppose me. And I believe right now I have a conviction in my spirit that there are people that you did not realize that God is opposing the road you are on. Then Balaam says, now if you are displeased, I'll go back. If you were displeased, see, there was a sense of repentance over over Balaam's life. He says, then the angel of the Lord said, go with the men, but speak only what I tell you. So Balaam went with Balak. You see, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all righteousness. You see, Balaam had confessed his sin. You see, you have to confess. You have to see that you have sinned. You have to realize, and this is even the journey of salvation, is when you realize that you are a sinner, that you have messed up, and you need to come before God and ask for forgiveness. Hey, you need to bring your life. If you've been using your life for the wrong reasons, if you have been walking in sin, if you've been walking in disobedience, you need to confess your sin. You see, Balaam said, I have sinned. I did not realize. Some of you didn't realize, like I said, that God is opposing you. God is opposing the road that you are on. God is against your plans. That's why they're not working. You did not consult with God. God is against you. God is against those plans. But then he comes with repentance. He says, I will go back. I will go back. But what God says is God forgives. He says, he gives him a second chance. I want to to give you this news today, this good news, that God is a God of a 
second chance not just of a second chance of a third or fourth or fifth a seventh how many chances you need as long as you confess as long as you repent as long as you come back to him as long as you get back on your feet and you say God I am sorry for using your grace I'm sorry for using your talents for the wrong purposes using them for the world using them to try impress other people instead of impressing you God will give you a second chance but guess what happens you see in the beginning what God says is he says go and only do what I tell you to do but then now God says go with the men but only speak what I told you to do I want you to know when you disobey God you can affect things and some of you listening to me you know you've walked in disobedience you know that you have sinned and it has affected your life it has affected what you'll do for God it has affected it now now in the beginning the first plan was that God wanted to they wanted Balaam to do things and mighty things to come out of his life. We don't know what the story would have been. He said, do, only do what I told you to do. Only do, but because he disobeyed, it changed. Because he disobeyed, it changed. Now the next second chance, it was, okay, you failed with the doing, but now I'm going to use you with the speaking. Just because you failed in one area, God can change the plan and start to use you in another area. Yes, you may have lost some opportunities. Yes, you may have lost a, a way that God would have used you. Yes, there are some things truly we do miss. This is the un un uncomfortable truth that you can miss an opportunity of how God wanted to use you. But God can give you a second chance and he can redeem you and begin to use you in another way. So please don't lose hope. God can still use you. Balaam was supposed to be used and to do something. Maybe Balaam was going to be used to do mighty works and he was going to use his hands and use his bodies for miracles to happen. But because he failed that, what happened is God began to use his words, use his words, use his words. Hey, you may have failed in one way, but God can turn it around. Numbers chapter 22, verse 37 to 38, we see Balaam, Balak, the world says to Balak, he says, did I not send an urgent summons to you? Why didn't you come to me? Am I not able to reward you? You see, the world will tell you, will try to pressure you into doing things. But Balaam said, yes, I've come, but I cannot do whatever I please. I may not say whatever I please. I must only say what is, I may only say what God puts in my mouth. You see, Balaam changed and he says, I can only do what God says I must do. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, I was... I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live now in the body. I live in the body. I live, the life I live now in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He says, I've been crucified. It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives. You see, Balaam said, it's no longer about me, it's about Christ. It's no longer about my plans, it's about Christ. It's no longer about my words, it's about God's words. Now, this is what I want to say to you, that we need to change. We need to change the way that we've been doing this life. And we need to seek God and give him our everything. I want us to pray right now. I want to say a prayer of repentance, that if you know that you've been following the wrong calling, that today we're going to say, God, we are changing. God, we will no longer just follow our own steps. We want to follow your steps. Let's say this prayer together. God, I come before you. I give you praise. I give you glory. I pray, God, that you would help us to not follow the wrong calling. I pray, my God, that you would open our eyes to see, my God, when we are failing, my God. We know because we are covered, we'll be discovered, but we also know that if we are following the wrong calling, my God, we are going to have a holy opposition, but God, we know when we fail, we get a second chance, as you gave Balaam a second chance. Father, give us the grace to follow you and to serve you with all our hearts, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We say amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning into the JMO Copper podcast. I pray this message blessed you. Hey, you can follow the wrong 
calling and if you've been following the wrong calling you can turn around and start to follow christ i pray this message has blessed you if you're listening on youtube if you're listening on apple podcast on spotify google podcast or on instagram live shout out to you remember on instagram live i don't i don't save the 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 lives because this is on youtube but it's also on the link in my bio guys because you were covered you'll be discovered and the world will call your name but don't follow what the world says use god's grace use god's grace for god's glory when you're in the world use god's grace it is his grace all right thank you so much i pray that blessed you see you guys next week god bless you i love you we are done this is the jamo copper podcast with love signing out thank you so much for listening to the jamo copper podcast please make sure you subscribe and leave a review and also share it with all your loved ones and even the haters (laughs) okay take care guys